stumble upon a pair of stoners in their natural habitat. Notice the red eyes and laid-back demeanor. Now it looks like they're going to talk to each other. Let's listen in. And welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of The Rambling Stoners. Um, We've been gone for a while, and guess what? Guess what? We've got a bungle! (laughs) Hello. I'm back. Yay! And we also also have Naomi joining us again. Yay! So we're back uh, this time to talk uh, a little bit of vape. We've got some little bit of vape news to start off with, some talk on the general state of the world, and some general chitter-chatter and uh, chin-wagging and other guffawing, I guess, would be a, a good way to... I don't know how much guffawing I'm personally going to do. Ah, uh, you'll guffaw if I tell you to, damn it. <laughs> That's um, that kind of relationship. We live for the guffaw. <laughs> so um, I do want to start off the show with um, saying a shout-out, uh, just doing a quick shout-out, out to um uh a mate um he runs a uh instagram channel which you should definitely check out called grizzly designs he's uh really doing some really sick artwork at the moment uh myself and bungle met him um at a vape convention many many moons ago uh, uh vape jam i think at the excel center yes i believe it was really really sounded um yeah he's just started up this instagram he's doing some really cool sick kind of like um very 80s neon inspired artwork stuff uh like graphic design stuff um i'll put a link to his ig uh account in the uh, show notes, but definitely if that's uh, something that is your jam, I would recommend. Sh- I would re- definitely recommend checking him out. Um, and with that little bit of uh, clerical admin out the way. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I wanted to try because he's been a long time listener of the show as well. So yeah. Big up, dude. Um, but yes, we're going to move straight into some vape talk because there's been some, there's been some lots of news happening all over the world. We've got, I've got, I've actually bought some new vape devices because you know what else you're going to do in lockdown. Um, um, <clears throat> kicking off, obviously, with the most, uh, the most prevalent thing because it's pertinent to me because that's what matters. Damn it! Um, like Not only him. Yes, it me. It's him. Yes, like with a lot of places, the you know in America, and um, we'll come on to the Australia thing as well at the moment. Um, the Netherlands have banned the sale of flavored e juice, um, which, well, is shit. Basically, um, it came into effect at the beginning of this month. What I is bl- the reason they've actually given for it? Um, to for the sake the of children. the children. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's always for the sake of the children. Because speaking as a mother, I, um, I would love, genuinely love to know how many kids are getting hold of vaping for like vaping devices like for fun and because it tastes nice. None. <laughs> Like the the like, most. This is, what, is this like a moral panic thing, like you know the kind of yeah, the Satanists completely. are kidnapping our children from the play schools type issue. Very much so. I mean, like yeah, it's like, D is teaching our kids how to worship Satan. Yeah, it's I, you know, that sort of bullshit. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that there is definitely. Um, there are definitely kids. Look, there definitely are underage vapors. That yeah. it does happen. But fuck me, there are underage everything's. Yeah, you know, people have smoke, drink, have sex, drive cars, do everything. Like you know, be some people do dumb shit. 
Right? Yeah. They, they, that's it, that's just a, but the 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 misrepresentation and the way it's been blown out of proportion is just like completely obscene. But the biggest problem was things like the jewel because they were really accessible. They were really. Um, they're really easy, low maintenance. They're just pods. You, you throw a pod away and they put a new pod in. Yeah. Um, but like, rather than just doing this the kind of all-out ban thing, which is the approach they've taken, what would have been the more reasonable, measured, um, sensible response would be to do the same kind of thing that you do with alcohol. Just age ID, right? Age ID, and you put the illness on the retailers to yeah. actually... Now, it's a little bit different over here, and I can kind of, like... It's a, probably a little bit harder to police over here, but because over here we, you know, it's not like in America or in um, the UK where you have like dedicated proper, you know, vape shops mm. that are staffed by vape, like staffed by vapors for vapors, you know, kind of like responsible shops. <laughs> you, I mean, you look at like just walking down Leicester how mm. many of those just oh, everything, everything shops? Like you can get a vape device and a, a mobile set phone. of speakers and a cuddly toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like it's just one of the you know the the, the those kind of like tourist tat shops, and yeah. they just throw vaping in there as well. Um, generally, the only thing they sell is smock devices and shit e juice. Like, so any discerning vapor really isn't going to buy Why anything. I'm the question, like. <laughs> People who are vaping underage, is the appeal, oh, I can get blueberry muffin flavoured juice? Because people who smoke underage aren't doing it because smoking tastes good. No, I like the, I the general, general, I think some of the appeal may be, um, some of the appeal may be, I don't, I don't know because I'm not one An of these people. I, I, yeah, vapor. exactly. Like, I, I guess some of the appeal um, is. It, you know the same the same appeal for smoking. It's cool. Or like yeah, I mean I can see the novelty value of it, especially yeah. with devices that kind of look a bit cool and quirky. Well, but then the, I don't know how accessible the one, those are. Those to are the, the, the devices. An kid. The devices that look cool and quirky, um, as Bungle very much you know, are the ones that are high maintenance or very expensive, or the ones that the kids are, have access to are the jewel, which is basically just a stick. It's like a, the, the pen type. Yeah, yeah, the pen yeah. type stuff. Like and it, with, the, with the disposable pods. Mm. Um, so I yeah, don't it just like, seems like kind of hysteria and I don't think it actually addresses any of the issues that might exist around it it's like banning stuff historically doesn't really stop people from doing it well, I mean no let's just look at prohibition <laughs> yeah and it doesn't ban the jewel pens they can easily get hold of which are all tobacco flavoured yeah <laughs> Or menthol flavor. No, they do. A, they have a cherry one, I think, don't they, Jewel? They do quite a few, actually. They do like vanilla, cherry, um, menthol, uh, tobacco, coffee. They they actually do have quite a selection of different pods. The thing with the Jewel was the fact that it like you know the the nicotine salts. Like mm. you can have that really because I use nicotine salts in my. AIO devices, um, dual like do fifty milligram nicotine salt pods, which are yeah exactly like I use twenty milligram nicotine salt for my mouth to lung and that's like that's enough for me that's way more than enough for me. Um, whereas fifty milligram, Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> and I think some of it, some of it as well is you know like if you if you've not got a high nicotine tolerance, you have a fifty milligram toke on something, you're high, yeah, effectively. <laughs> Like I mean, you, do you remember, do you remember like wait, back when you were smoking? You'd go for like maybe you'd get up late for work and you'd have to rush to work and you wouldn't get your first cigarette till like, like your lunch break, and that first cigarette was um, it give, you give you that head rush. 
Yeah, that yeah. first cigarette in the morning as well used to be. It. Yeah, sometimes, definitely. Like mm-hmm. that, you just smoking. They get that first, like, oh, yeah, oh, fucking nicotine. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Um, but like, like, I mean, you didn't smoke before you went to bed. Yeah, and then, yeah that first cigarette in the morning. So I've been ten hours since your last cigarette. And you're like, oh, yeah, that head rush. Yeah, that's why my body likes the nicotine. <laughs> yep. But and I mean, like, I mean, come on, we we've, uh, I think we've discussed this this particular topic ad nauseum um uh throughout the life of this podcast because it's something that keeps coming up again and again and again because it's one of the driving factors behind a lot of decisions made in relation to vaping across the world um yeah it's it's it is it's hysteria but again it's also you know it's lobbying it's big tobacco yeah well it's like i said to you when we were talking about yesterday a lot of the decisions made about vaping legally don't follow research no they follow kind of public opinion which is not always guided well they, they follow public opinion and they also follow um uh the money yeah and you know big tobacco has and more importantly like you know everyone blames big tobacco and yes big tobacco definitely big farmer and way more mm. uh way more accountable i think for a lot of the shit a lot of the shit because more than cutting into the tobacco sales it's market the, the nicotine NRT, patches and NRT, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nicotine replacement therapy yeah um because let's face it, NRT is just not that effective, really, in the grand it scheme of things. It works for some people. Like, yeah. Um, Mrs. She she was on NRT, and that did that got her off cigarettes. Okay. So she was using the Nicorette tab or the Boots own brand of nicotine tablets, and got down to like one milligram tabs every like two a day, and then just like there, I'm done. She occasionally have a, she like has had a couple of cigarettes when like she's been drinking, mm-hmm. but then like recently she was we have a drink on Zoom, uh, someone's birthday, and then we uh she was like oh I'll have uh, have you got any rollies? It's like oh yeah yeah of course I've got some tobacco somewhere, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah she has a rollie and she's like. Yeah, I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> and she's completely off him now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think the um, the last time I smoked anything, I smoked, uh, I had a few tokes on a cigar, uh, Whiskey Wednesday, because, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, Cigarillo, because uh, um, I like, it's one thing I did, like, because you, you don't inhale Cigarillos or cigars properly, and I still do love that the flavour of a cigar is actually really, really, really nice. Um, yeah. But that is like a, for me, that's like a... Treat. A treat that happens maybe once a year, kind of thing, <laughs> at best. Um, I still, I, I obviously smoking weed, um, still tobacco use in that. But again, that's less and less with you know the use of dry herb vaporizers and things. Speaking of which, the pack, you know, the I Da Vinci IQ that I've got the IQ twos out now, which looks ooh. Ooh, even better. I'm uh, I'm planning to pick one of those up when I do. You can count uh, on a full full breakdown and review coming in uh, a, a later episode of the show. Um, the other um, well, on the subject of the vape bands and things, before we move on to the kind of oh, what I tell you, you've been vaping. I don't know why I said that like that. Uh, what you, we've been vaping, kind of thing. Um, before we break into uh, you know the the big political weighty discussions that we you know the the serious discourse that often happens on the show. <laughs> um, 
there's also the Australia ban that's been happening, um, which actually has just has been delayed for six months. Um, so originally it was supposed to go into effect on the 1st of July, I believe. And it was um, basically banning all nicotine e-liquids uh, and the import of uh, any liquid containing nicotine. Um, but actually, uh, and this is, you know... Um, Go Aussies, um, Go Aussie Vapors. This is actually due to public um, petitioning and uh, public campaigning and protests. Okay. They, they they have decided to put a, a six months halt on it while they review things. Well, I mean, yeah, good. That's that, which, <laughs> which I mean, come on. If you think about Australian politics, that's actually a fucking miracle because yeah. that place, politically speaking, is yeah. No offense to any Aussies out there, but your country but politically you guys know is it. off. Fucking you insane. guys know it. Yeah. As I'm, an Englishman in England, we can hardly fucking talk about having a cookie. No, but I mean, like, game recognises but... game, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I talked to, uh, you know, Danny about it, and like, yeah, no, no, it's fucking crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been postponed, uh, postponed by um, six months. Um, I think it's the Australian Tobacco Harm Reduction Association, or... APRA, uh, um, that have been kind of leading the charge uh, with director um, Dr. Colin Mendelson, um, uh, kind of being kind of very much at the forefront of things. Um, so um, six months, basically the six month uh, thing is to allow vapors time to prepare for being cut off, which is which stockpile. Is still, yeah, yeah. Stock basically stockpile like a motherfucker. So last question: Can you order flavored juices from outside of the Netherlands yes. and have them shipped? In? I have them. I have them. Right. Hence, um, great segue. What have we been vaping? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no. Um, so um, I recently picked up some new stuff. I'm actually waiting on a, a new device, which fuck it, I'm. I'm at, I, okay. So um, I, I'm going to decry uh, a, a company now, VapeLink. Um, please do not order. Um, that I ordered some stuff from VapeLink uh, now nearly a month ago, and it still has not arrived. I've been emailing. Um, their their customer support department finally got a response and they said we're looking into it and I've chased them now twice and had nothing back so I'm about to open a PayPal dispute because what I ordered was um, the um, Cthulhu mods um, which Cthulhu god was it um, shit um, fuck uh, Hasta Oh, yeah, the Hasta yeah. the Hasta 80-watt mod and the Hasta MTL tank because um, I wanted a rebuildable MTL because I've been doing a lot more mouth-to-lung vaping than I have so long recently. Um, so, yeah, don't buy from VapeLink. Um, it, like, it, I, I accept that, yes, obviously, there are disruptions in, in delivery services right now, but it's not necessarily the, the delay in the delivery service. It's the lack of response um, from the company, which is why I'm I'm kind of going out there and saying, don't buy from VapeLink. Um, I, yeah, luckily, I bought through PayPal, so I should get, I get, I can get my money yeah. back. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I did pick up um, a, a, New RDA. So I got the uh, dot mod dot RDA, which is the single post, uh, single post jobby. Like, chick, chick, that out. I'm just showing it to Bungle on the camera. Ooh. So, Talking of a uh, dot mod. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, you got the the Nomad single coil. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, is that on the Luna? <laughs> yeah, it's on my Luna. Yeah. So um, the only only thing about the uh, the the dot mod dot is if you've got a kind of smaller coil in there, you have to angle the um, the airflow holes not direct slightly off center because otherwise the whistle is on. Godly loud. <laughs> it might as well be a schoolyard whistle. <laughs> yeah. See if I can get see if I can get see if I can get it to do it on do it on the uh, camera. There you go. That's what it's like if it's bang on center. Uh but if you if you just turn it like, I don't know, like maybe a couple of degrees off center. Nope, that's still oh, fuck you have to just just right. Much more tolerable, and it has great flavour. Really easy to build on. Really like it. Um, yeah. Other other than the whistle, it's actually really nice RDA. And I think you can you, like if you built a slightly wider coil or something, you probably uh, could reduce that whistle with it pointing direct on. Um, I've been basically on a bit of a dot mod kick. Uh, so while we were in Japan, I, I've mentioned this before. I picked up the dot mod AIO. Uh, I've just picked up the dot mod AIO SE, and those these two have been my kind of go to vapes. Um, Eighteen six fifties, they last all day. Um, I've got zero point seven ohm mesh coil heads in there. Um, vaping uh, nasty juice is strawberry in one, and wick liquors deja vu salt, uh, both at twenty milligram salts. Um, and then I also bought like the entire range of Milkman e juices for subbombing because. Uh, it's been a while since I've had the Milkman. Like they've got this one now, which is the classic. Um, it uh, the classic range called the Little Dipper, which is um, fresh baked sugar cookie dipped in ice cold milk, which is what I'm vaping at the moment in the dot mod. That's really really tasty. Um, Milkman has always been Milkman was actually the first juice I ever vaped, like the original Milkman, um, and it still maintained the like one of my all time favorite juices. Um, they actually. Because they they had like uh, like their original stuff anyway was really high VG content. I think it's like something like I know yeah, they're all the of, early high VG juices. Yeah, I've been using them a lot uh, as well. They um, they their original one was because uh, they used to make their own concentrates in VG as well. So mm. it, rather than having the the PG concentrates in there, it was really really good. But uh, yeah, what about yourself, Bong? Uh, well, yeah. So I picked up the dot mod single coil. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I could have that on top of my um, one of my dry. So I was like, I don't know. Squonk is already installed. Fuck it. It's a single core banger. I'll track it on the Luna because it's it's running at a point two. Yeah, the coil I've got in there at the moment. That's that's fine for an eighteen six fifty VTS five A's. I think I'm running VTC yeah, five A's all day, all day. You can get so yeah, uh, yeah. Get basically nearly a full day's vape out of the battery with that coil. Yeah, and the flavour on it is amazing. It is a little. Lovely single coil flavor banger, basically. Nice. It's yeah. I, I what was the single coil that I was using? I think I was using um, an Asmodus single, a couple of different mm. Asmodus single coil ones, which um, I really like. And I put, oh, I actually bought a Watofo. I think it's one of the Serpent Range RTAs, like single coil mm. RTA. For while I was in Japan, I have definitely like it's weird as a, as a, as, a, as a, I've matured as a vapor. Um, I've definitely like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've definitely started to tend towards like. Um, Le- like being like I still like clouds bro clouds but I'm definitely enjoying like high nicotine um mouth to lung style vapes um <coughs> a lot more yeah uh I did well I picked up another little bit of kit which was the uh 
the Orion Plus by Lost Fate. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've got uh, one of those as well. They they're really good. So, how are you finding it? Uh, I've actually been quite quite enjoying it. I've tested. I've used the 0.5 mesh. Yeah. Uh, with some Nick salts, which I got on with, but I was just like, I'm. This is just too easy to vape, and I'm just getting far too much nicotine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, I'm running uh, some Pom Bonbon uh, on one of the 0.25 coils. Nice. And uh, yeah, and again, the flavour from it for such a little package is the pom- amazing. I will say that um, all-in-one kits and pod systems definitely have come a long way. They definitely, you know, seem to be like the trend at the moment. Um, hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, I've I've definitely been enjoying the absolute hell out of them. Um, so uh, yeah, that was like, um, uh, still any- a massive haul for the custard range. Yeah, like, literally, nice. uh, the juice I've used basically have been a little bit of the pom. Um, and then also got the Suicide Bunnies uh, Wanderlust. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's like, it's been so long since I had any Suicide Bunnies. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it. I, just, I fancy a bit of old school. Oh, I, I was so... toying with Mother's Milk because that is a classic flavour from there. It was a sucker punch that I used to love from Suicide yeah. Bunnies. That was my one of my all-time faves. God, I might have to buy some of that. The only thing that stopped me, like, put, like I, the reason I stopped buying Suicide Bunnies was because they, they used the dripper bottles. Uh, they've gone to Gorilla Type. Now, oh, thank or fuck. Or at least the squeezies. Thank fuck, because I really yeah. hate dripper bottles. Um, oh yeah, think um, pain in the ass. You know, you know what I mean by dripper bottle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, well, these bad boys. Yes, <laughs> they are a pain in the ass because, mm-hmm. like, fuck me, the amount of times I've knocked them over and spilt the shits on them. Yeah, uh, I, I did that with them. Um, I've got one that's full of bubble, a bottle of that, but it's beard oil. Yep. And yeah, so you did, did it. Oh, okay, just like right. I need a little bit more. Miss slightly because you're concentrating on what you're doing yep. with the oil in the other hand, and. Spilt a bottle of beard all over my carpet. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fuck. If that was just a pump bottle, that would I would not have had that problem. Mm-hmm. And that did go into my review on Amazon of that product. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. All right. I think that that that, that covers the, the the what we've been vaping, and now we can get into some serious discourse. A little bit of catch up. Add a little bit of catch up first. So, look, what's uh, one of the reasons we've not I've not been around for a, we've not been around for a little while is there's been a lot of shit going on. Um, IRL, if you get what I mean. Like, uh, I lost my job and got a new job, um, which is a stressful couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, the company I was working for, assholes, um, um, basically dangled a permanent contract over me for two years. And then uh, when my manager went to go and get me the permanent contract, his boss basically turned around and went, nah, we, nah. Um, so, yeah. I start a new job on third of August, so there may be a little, there may be some little, uh, you know, as per usual, some patchy gaps. Was as I'm starting the new job and getting stuck into that. Cause the first couple of months are going to be pretty intense, especially because this is so like you know moving on to kind of the COVID bre- Brexit. Blah 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 blah. You blah, can blah. say COVID breakfast. COVID <laughs> breakfast. Mm, that's what I like. <laughs> COVID on toast. Tasty plague. Yeah. Mmm. COVID O's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, someone has to bring that cereal out. <laughs> the COVID O's, <laughs> um, but yeah, coming on to all that, like this is gonna be a really weird thing because of obviously, like things are getting back to normal here in the Netherlands, but we're still everything's still working remotely where possible. Um, so I'm gonna be onboarding a new job completely remotely, like my laptop and everything's being posted out to me. Um, so it's gonna be it could potentially be months and months before I actually meet any of my colleagues in for face to face. 
Oh yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> we obviously I think last time we did last time I was on the podcast with you, we uh, I'd, we'd just started the quarantine. I'd been in for about two three weeks. Yeah, it was around April time. Uh, and we have been informed by my company we are not going back. There is no mandated office time until at least the end of 2020. That's and good. then we'll That's, probably be moving yeah. to a hybrid system in the future. So rather mm. than <clears throat> working from home two days a week, you're working from home the majority of the time and coming mm. into the office if you need to come in the office or we need you to come in the office for something. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what my company has been doing. Like we, we rent an office in a shared building. Um, yeah. That has stayed open the whole time, but with restrictions in place. But my team have kind of been working from home unless, you know, there's a specific need to go into the office and it's, it's works pretty well. Yeah, I think a lot of um, I think a lot of uh, companies are now going to like um, see that the, you don't need your employees to be sat in a seat in the office for yeah. them to be productive. I mean, we did yeah. watch... Um, a Vice news article the other day, which was quite um, concerning. Dystopian. I, yeah. So um, there's a lot. I, I think it was mainly focused on American companies, but there's a lot. There's a lot of tooling that's being put out there now, which is uh, effectively surveillance monitoring for employees working at home. So it, it, it's, uh, it's stuff that's in, installed onto your work laptop without you knowing and it it's monitoring exactly what you're doing websites visited logging key it's keystroke logging all that kind of stuff from your laptop so bosses can actually see uh, you know because people will people some bosses will always want to micromanage like regardless of how they want to micromanage so um yeah it's it's really dystopian really really concerning thank god none of the companies that i know of that i, I mean not the, not the company i'm working for isn't employing any such measures but uh yeah like it just shows a complete lack of trust in your employee and it's mm. it's like i i've never quite understood that that mentality of um um I think if kind if of like all, treating like a school child. Yeah, but also it's looking at hours put in rather than product coming out, right? Yeah. Like the idea that you sit at your desk from nine to five and that is the measure of how good you are at your job is incredibly outdated oh, God, and no. weird, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I am I'm incredibly productive uh in in my job, but I slack off a lot. <laughs> like and it's not like I'm like oh I'm constantly skiving off work. I just I'm very efficient at what I do, yeah. so I get downtime. Yeah, and I think it's the same. Every kind of I mean I've worked exclusively in admin since I finished university. Every admin job I've had, there has been downtime. Like it's it's a very rare occasion when your day is filled from nine to five. It really is. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. So I think that that idea that that is how you measure whether a person is a good employee or not it really long overdue to be gotten rid of and if i worked for a company but they're like well, we're going to monitor your keystrokes we're going to be watching you through your camera i'd be like cool i'm out i quit yeah like because like, you're not going to see anything you like but it doesn't mean i'm not doing my job yeah. you know <laughs> oh i mean one of my favorite things that you used to do when you were working for sadaf was like you know when you used to have downtime you just write 
some of your books and then email it to yourself. Yeah, it was a really good way of, of balancing uh, work and writing. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, both me and Bungle work in uh, different types of, um, you know, uh, inf- uh, of uh, IT, as you guys know, because you've heard us waffle on about it enough. Um, like, but like working in a support environment, you know, that those bits of downtime are actually really important mm. because um, support is can be very, very fucking stressful. And I think a lot of people underestimate actually how stressful support is because you know on a good day in support you're you're you you'll just deal with really nice people and you can fix their stuff and it's all nice and simple and really straightforward but more often than not especially if you're working in like uh, an external support facing role like i you know i work on application support for uh so i i'm i'm, I'm dealing with external customers more often than not at least 50 percent, if not more at least for the last two years anyway 50 percent on if not more of the fuckers that you're dealing with are absolute a-grade assholes because they <laughs> like because a lot of them have never obviously been on the receiving end so they just like well i'm gonna take all my frustrations out on you my wife left me my kids are shit everything is shit and it's all your fucking fault because i've no one else to blame so ah. yeah. Yeah. if you can really tell the people who've never worked in a customer facing uh, industry like customer service yeah. um, or the service industry yeah, uh, like retail or pubs and stuff I've done pubs I've done retail I've done customer support yep and it's made me hate people <laughs> it does it- but if I go in, if I have to deal with a support agent if I have to go into a shop or anything else, like, I've been on the receiving end of some horrible fucking people I am not going to be that person for you yeah, today yeah absolutely yeah, it's, unless you annoy me, then I'll tell you I know my, I know your job better than you do. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Jesus Christ, like some of the people that I've had to deal with, like you know, I, I, I've had, I, I've, you know, like at certain points, I've had people like legitimately swearing and shouting down, uh, or I say down the phone, but over a over a Zoom chat with you, and you're like, like, like you know, and it's, sometimes it's like, look, mate, you've run into like I don't know a bug, and um, we can't fix this right now. We have to, we have to develop a fix for this. We can't just fix this. Click, it's unfortunately it's just not possible. And they're like, I don't care. I want it fixed now, 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 and it's just like come on dude i'm trying my best for you but you've got to meet me in the middle like life is compromise right you know why i just i don't understand the mentality of being immediately hostile and angry with everyone that you speak to right yeah so for example um like you know if i um have a problem with I don't know, but well, let's just say my internet goes out and I phone up support on there and they're like, oh no, there's nothing we can do. It's going to be out for later and whatever. Down, I'll be like, I'm I'm displeased. And I'll, I'll like say, look, I, I you know, I'm never. I am always very clear to the person. Look, I, I'm not angry with you i know this is nothing that you can do with but i do want to register my displeasure and yeah that, you can do you, that you without can, screaming you can do that people you can do that while still being a nice decent human being yeah. to the person that you're talking to yeah manners cost nothing i don't how did we get this become like a this is <laughs> <laughs> kids these days are uh yeah that, they, it's, it's not really lawn. kids though is it to be honest <laughs> it's no it's not it's not really good like do you know what the characters like, people <laughs> yeah no like i the younger the people the generally 
generally speaking, the nicer they are. The old motherfuckers, you grouchy old asshole motherfuckers are the problem. Like 50 <laughs> plus, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You are an asshole. I do think if, if you have worked in any kind of retail or customer service environment, like if you've been a waitress or whatever, you're generally a more empathetic human being. Because yeah. like you'd say, Bunk, like you've been on the wrong end of some asshole who's like, I don't understand why yeah. I can't use this out of date coupon to buy bread that it wasn't for in the first place. <laughs> Real story. <laughs> so yeah, and I think if you haven't had that kind of like basic life experience, you're probably a less pleasant person to deal with, you know, when you're on the phone making your complaints. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I understand everyone gets frustrated and things, but the thing to bear in mind is that 99.9% of the time, the person that you're taking it out on has no it's nothing fucking to do control. with them. Yeah. Or, like, they're just doing their job and it's probably not a job they ever dreamed of fucking having. So like, give everyone a break, like, yeah, especially exactly. in times like this. So like, yeah. the world is weird. Everyone's going through shit. Like, just be nice. It's not hard no it's very very fucking true and in, ter- in talking about uh, uh in times like this um we're gonna take a quick break as we usually do uh when we come back we're gonna talk times like this so you know the the current state of uh get bungle to fill us in on what's happening in the uk because obviously that's a shit storm we'll give <laughs> give, give, give a, 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 a an up to the update on what's going on here in the netherlands in a bit more detail and then we can talk america <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I mean we have a lot of American listeners, so uh um sorry guys. Uh yeah. but yeah, we'll We're be thinking there. of you. Yeah, vote.org. Yes, yeah, make sure you're registered. Please vote. Register to vote. Do a mail in ballot. They are available and are completely wait. and utterly legal mm-hmm. and have existed for hundreds of years. Trump has and he used votes them. by mail in ballot. Because so. if you do re elect Trump, the rest of the planet will secede from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we can we like petition Elon to attach his rockets to, to, to America? Let's just launch America into space. <laughs> the, do you know what? Then we can send all the flat earthers there, and they'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back in. Uh, we'll be back just after this break. We'll be we'll speak to you soon. Bye. And we're back. Uh, 
Right. So, um, before... And you were almost out of the window then. Yeah. Um, before we launch back into the thing, I also want to send a huge shout out and thank you to um, Jenna Jay at uh, Freedom and Flesh. They've been uh, absolutely fantastic. I've been getting some lot of, a lot of tattoo work done there recently. Um, if anyone's in ever in Amsterdam looking to get tattoo work, uh, definitely check them out. I'll link to uh, both their independent websites and uh, Jenna's, which I designed. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Instagrams as well, and their Instagrams yeah. and the shops, uh, the shops uh, stuff and everything. Definitely check them out. Um, uh, Naomi's had a couple of a uh, couple of tattoos done. Mm-hmm. I've had my entire right leg and my right side. FYI, having your fucking ribs tattooed sucks. Like genuinely fucking sucks. <laughs> Um, we basically spent the bulk of quarantine getting tattooed and getting cats. Yeah, that's like that's what we did. Yeah, we have yeah for for the listeners that that that, that don't know, uh, we we got a Maine Coon <laughs> don't kitten. Know. That don't know, we got a we got a Maine Coon kitten called uh, Kazu Kazuchika, uh, or Kazu for short, little Kazu. Um, he's pottering around somewhere. Um, but <sighs> pleasantries aside. Um, Brexit. So, how's how how how's how uh, Brexit pandemic? First off, let's start Brexit and then pandemic because escalating. Well, the best way to describe Brexit is probably a. Um, it's all about British pride. So the way I'm imagining it at the moment, it's a um, Spitfire flying over Europe spiraling out of control the pilot is parachuted out and this thing is just doing a flat spin at high speed straight into the ground and it's going to explode and absolutely fuck up the British economy but you got your blue passports um, right I don't give a flying <laughs> I'm sorry I thought you that was the, the end game <laughs> what I liked was them being able to go around Europe and um, not mm. have to get visas and applications to go oh. to my next door neighbours <laughs> And my f- countries, my friends live in. I've yeah. got, obviously, Betty over in France. We want to yeah. go see her at some point. We've got you guys over in um, the Netherlands. But speaking of it's which, like, we're just in the process now of having to apply for our residence visas. That's mm. what we were getting the passports for uh, while we were, were out earlier today, just before we started the show. We were going to get uh, passport photos done because we need to um, make an appointment with the Gemente, which is like your local like town hall. hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to go and have our biometrics taken. So you need passport fingerprints. I think retinas. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's retina scans as well. I don't think so. I think it might just be... I mean, they might not necessarily need fingerprints. Yeah. Um, Could you go in there and just, like, hold up your British passport, set fire to it, and go, boom. Not for another five years. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a British citizen. Can you please... Uh, I, I, if, but can you request, like, um... Uh, what's it? Uh, like sanctuary? <laughs> yeah, sanctuary or um, yeah, after, all the refugees um, are claiming. After five asi- years, asylum. Yeah, asylum. Mm. Yeah, after five years. After five years, you can apply for Dutch nationality. Yeah. Well, so we've been here for two years. So mm. in three more years, we can actually apply for Dutch citizenship. But there's a lot that goes into it because obviously you have to you have to learn Dutch. Um, fair enough. Which fair enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except like you know. As even Dutch people will tell you, it's a stupid it's language. It's a stupid language. Um, it's also lots of... <laughs> which it's also drunk is German gals. with a cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's drunk German. It's stoned German. Yeah, drunk, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> drunk stone German. Um, stone yeah. German with a lot of phlegm. Hmm. If it, uh, no, I don't know if anyone got the 
Reference. That's the name of Lister's bride. Oh, okay. The yeah, that's kind of obscure. <laughs> yeah. For um, those of you who aren't fans of like red- obscure 1980s, 90s British sci-fi 90s. comedy. <laughs> well, I imagine it might have started in the late 80s, actually. It might have been like 89, I think, the first series. Mm. Uh, anyway, diverging. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Um, like in terms of like economically, like have thing is are things are you starting to see impacts now in the UK or like like no, do you still no, have avocados in Tesco's? <laughs> nothing has been done whatsoever because it's all like oh well we've got this pandemic to deal with, mm-hmm. which obviously um, Boris Johnson hasn't turned up for a single fucking Cobra meeting at all. Um, <laughs> refused to wear a mask for quite a while. Yep. Got COVID. Um, recovered from COVID. Thank the nurses that helped him survive COVID. And then continue to fuck the NHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, with all that going on, uh, obviously, people have said we should basically we, we can at this point go. We're going to cancel this Brexit at, at this point. We'll do it in the future, but right now we need time to actually plan everything out properly so we can get certain deals in place. We don't have to rush through into deals with America, which will be selling off our healthcare, lowering our food standards in the country, like allowing chlorinated chicken. And uh, uh, irradiated beef. Yeah, irradiated yeah, irradiated beef. Beef that's been given an, uh, antibiotics and stuff like that. Like um it it's just fucking absolutely it ridiculous. Didn't... And we're just careening into it uh, in a horrible um, pattern. Didn't... And it's going to um, deadline elapse for asking for... Uh, I nearly said axing then. Axing. For, uh, yeah, for axing for an extension. Um, I think so, yeah. I can't remember when, but I think it was very recently. Yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. was when everything really started to kick off here about like, okay, yeah, you need to get all your shit sorted yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, we should... At that point, we should have gone, look, with this pandemic going on, we can't do any sort of dealings with regards to what's coming up with Brexit we need to put this on hold Mm. the thing is the Tories are using the pandemic as an excuse to go for the hardest Brexit like you know just no deal Brexit oh yeah it's kind of it'll just like slide under the radar like look you know look at this fucking shit show ignore this fucking shit show which was I mean the plan all along was probably to go for a hard Brexit because Because it's, it's the only it's the only you... hard thing Boris has left in his life. <laughs> but it's not one of those those times where if you follow the money, that's prob that probably was the hope all along that they yeah. could push through a hard Brexit in some form or another. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like you can say to people, like, look, things are already a fucking tire fire because of the pandemic. How much worse do you think Brexit is gonna make it? A lot. <laughs> like I've yeah. uh, like I mean, I don't even know like like you know you got to look at the scenarios like obviously we're here we're staying here in the netherlands so you know the path for us is fairly clear and laid out we get a residence visa for five years um at the end of that we can either apply for another residence visa which as long as we're, we're, we're both employed that that's not a problem we can just extend the residence visas or we can apply for citizenship um the, like i was saying with the citizenship you have to learn dutch um but there's a lot uh, you also so there's like there's several exams you have to pass. You have to pass uh, Dutch reading, uh, spoken and oral, reading and writing. Then there's a Dutch social life thing, which I'm sure you just go in there and show show them you know how to roll a joint and you pass. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to carve your own. You know how to carve your own clogs and correctly harvest tulips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the other one is um, working, work, working, uh, like work 
like job law and uh, employment law. You need to know and understand employment law in in um, the Netherlands, which is pretty straightforward. And actually, actually, like, so here's one of the cool things with the, with my new job. I get a permanent contract straight off the bat, which is actually kind of rare in the Netherlands because the Netherlands um, employment law heavily favors uh, the employee over the employer. Um, like uh once you have a permanent contract it's basically like a fucking marriage it you know like short of walking in there stark bollock naked and punching out your boss you ain't getting fired right um you know i mean it is possible and they but there's a lot of stages they have to go through and generally when they do fire someone they could there's a settlement thing that comes in place like you'll end up getting like six months worth of pay or something like that um so uh yeah it's it, it, it's it, it's there's a definitely um a real benefit to to it in that sense but um what the standard procedure is is that you'll get a one year fixed term contract um and that's effectively your probationary period because the maximum they can give you is a two month probationary period in the under dutch law uh which mm. most companies will say is not enough to ascertain whether mm. you're a good employee or not which i think is bullshit because i think it's pretty it should be patently obvious within two months if you you're going to be a good employee or not yeah you would assume so i think like you know it, well okay it should be patently obvious in two months if you're going to be a terrible employee yeah like that's a better way to put it because yeah. yeah you might not be an amazing employee but you you'll be good right mm-hmm. you know uh, I don't, i'm i'm shit hot so i don't even <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that i'm not not that i'm cocky or anything um so um yeah, in terms of the 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 employment law side of things, it, it it's that's really good. I forgot how I got onto this now. I've lost my tangent. There's no point asking me. I've got a concussion. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Naomi's got a concussion. So, it, 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 so uh, Red Dwarf uh, first came out in 1988. So go. she got it. Right. <laughs> uh, see, I, I said I said it might have been 89. I was only a year out. I do, I think this started as a. a discussion about how we're fine basically because we're in the netherlands yeah so, so like because that's one of the things that um like determine what's happening to you guys for brexit mm-hmm. i have got a fucking clue and i'm in the country that's sailing headfirst yeah. into a fucking tempest you mean you haven't been uh, well informed by the government's catchy slogans like get ready for brexit that hasn't helped you at all no <laughs> get Weird. ready for brexit okay how <laughs> um so, really? uh, the, <laughs> it's like the thing from like stay because um, it wasn't really like stay safe, stay home, protect the NHS. Then it was stay alert. That is so. That germs floating around that corner. Better stay alert and <laughs> dodge the fucker. Wee. That is but, so um, like uh, West Germany kind. of no eastern germany right before the wall came down just like you know gestapo not gestapo mm. uh what was it what what were the um what's the russian the russian the russian secret police that were all over kgb no was it kgb what was it? the stars the stars oh, okay. <laughs> Was um yeah that was the KGB run uh, secret police force of yeah. East Germany. So like the Stasi, stay alert, watch yeah. out for your neighbors. Neighbors, the <laughs> fucking neighbors. Fucking <laughs> don't get me like, started. I'll come on to that later. Fucking neighbor. Fucking asshole. Um, but yeah. So uh, like that's the other thing I think. Like I'd be. I mean, 
do you, I, I guess no one knows, but like the changes to employment law that could potentially happen in the e, the UK because a lot of the employment law that's in that protects workers in the UK uh, is EU law. Yeah. It's all EU statutes. Was like mm. your human rights. That's all from EU law. Um, I know initially they said, yeah, we're going to keep the EU laws on, but it's like, <clears throat> no, you're going to be like. Well, we don't need to go by this standard anymore. Yeah, they'll definitely yeah. definitely phase them out. They may keep them initially just because it's easier. Well, that was the whole thing with the Great Repeal Bill, wasn't yeah. it? It's like we're just copying and pasting EU law across, and we'll just kind of cross things off as we go through them, like you know, human rights. Yeah, it's like oh, you're entitled to sick leave. Nope, you're entitled to maternity leave. No, nope. you basically you're Amer- you, It's uh, the UK is going to be America light. Mm. Um. But uh, 51st state from the way we're going, yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of American, things, like, so, like, coming back to um, the pandemic side of things, how, like, because I know pubs opened back up there because I was talking to Martin about it and he was shitting a brick about the thing. Like, um, yeah. so how is because I know David Naomi's brother's a police officer and obviously he he was out there on he that week. He did weekend. his first shift in Cambridge the weekend the pubs reopened and I haven't really heard from him since. <laughs> Just in, in trauma therapy. <laughs> Uh, um, well, I can happily say I haven't. The only time I've done anything in regards to a pub was before they probably opened up. A lot of them were doing takeaway services, uh, so I've had um, beers and pizza from the Red Line in Histon, okay. and then sat on the green, socially distanced from each other. Yeah, uh, and when we got a load of, we did the same thing at the Four Saint George. Yeah, uh, one week night, just sat mid someone's comment again, all socially distanced from one another, and open air and, as well. So yeah. that minimizes risk further. Um, <laughs> Oh, but our fucking rules are fucking absolute bollocks. So, like, what, oh, one, one, one meter plus from people. Um, mm. As from Thursday, you will have to wear a face mask going into any shop. But why? Why uh, from Thursday? Why just not now? Yeah. <laughs> I, apparently, it was to give people time to prepare. Which what I guess you mean, it, like, go not, to the shop and buy a mask? You know, they did the similar thing yeah. here when they announced masks would become mandatory on public transport, didn't they? When yeah. they announced it, That's they like, were like, "It's from this date, not like yeah, from yeah, immediately." Yeah, so, a lot of it is probably I, I ordered like. Some early in the pandemic yeah. like, I'm going to need a mask at some point so yeah. I've got my mum was eco-herently mask nice uh, and then the Viking tree of life mask <laughs> nice I've just got one with um, like a candy skull part on it and I also bought um, the uh, you know the anime Tokyo Ghoul <laughs> Yeah, um, Kaneki, uh, the main character. I bought his mask. But that's like a full-on rubber cosplay piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, ideal like, for it, like, summer tram use. Yeah, once the winter comes around, it'll be fine. It'll be really um, nice and warm. But uh, at the moment, it's just like put it on and wet. Yeah, I ordered uh, another one the other day. I saw a Facebook ad for one. It's like a Ouija board design, but just stay away from me on it. I was like, well, that's very on brand. Yeah, <laughs> I should probably buy that. I, I want to see what if, I, if I if I can get one that's like uh, just an open vagina. I don't know. It should be fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I like how both our reaction was just to stare at him in silence. <laughs> well, I mean, like it'd be very, that, that for me would be very on brand, brand given the tattoos that I've been having and everything. <laughs> like I had a I had a mini crisis of confidence last night. I'm like I started, I started, I started talking to him and I'm like I'm a pervert. <laughs> well, you've got a tattoo on your side, you dickhead. Of course you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, hentai I, I, translates as pervert. Yeah. Well, I no, I've I, 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 I've got I've got hentai written in Roma, Roma, Romaji, and I've got the kanji for hentai, uh, just like just to the right of my crotch. 
So yeah, you are a pervert. Yes. You're branded as a Yeah, I mean, I have like tentacle porn all the way up one leg and then yeah, you're probably, all the way It's probably too late to be having a crisis. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm too committed yeah. to the The time pervert. for that was yeah. before you got the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like having a big letter P tattooed, uh, branded onto your hand going, am I a pirate? <laughs> I don't know. Am I? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like the, the messaging from us and stuff in the UK, the, the the issue that I am seeing in the news is people just being like, well, I'm not fucking going to do it. Yeah. Like that seems to be more of an issue to me than the government issuing the advice in the first place in perhaps not the best way. Oh, oh God. I got, um, fuck. Uh, when Boris made an announcement um, a while back, um, I probably can't find it. Um, but um, so I've been doing a lot of gaming uh, with Phil, my brother, who's going to be joining us for a podcast episode in the future, cool. uh, which can be really cool fun. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing um, a uh, a lot of gaming with him. I'm just trying to find. Uh, oh, I can't find it. But he said, after Boris made this one announcement, he's great. Uh, meme, which was um, uh, like, see if I can see if I can find it online. Actually, Boris mask meme. Uh, um, I was like, this is the one. Was like, wear wear a mask, but don't go to work, but don't use public transport, but don't. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like everything, like the, the message, there's no consistent messaging coming out. I of think the there's UK been government. a lot of uh, no, uh, shifting responsibility no. onto the public to make the right decisions, which... We trust in the common sense of the British yeah, public. No, <clears throat> no. Do we? Do we really? Mm. I don't. I'm it, part of the British public. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, at least here, I think the Dutch government were a bit slow to get started, but once they did, they've been very consistent and regular in terms of, like, here's the update, here's the guidance. You've got questions, that's fine, but, like, this is where we are at the moment. And yeah. they've been issuing kind of updates every two weeks recently Yeah. Um, as things start to open up a bit more, and they keep on emphasizing like look if you guys fuck up and you don't follow the guidance we're gonna have to lock down hard again so it's up to you Mm. whereas i feel like the british advice is kind of like if you fuck up you fuck up sorry Uh, they are bringing in local lockdowns like leicester's on a Mm. local lockdown uh so basically if your region uh has an r score of x i can't remember what something over one obviously then you'll likely go back into a lockdown situation where only essential stores will be open Mm. no one is to leave the house except for essential travel only yeah so and in some respects i think that's probably how it will be everywhere now like i see that kind of the kind of lifting and locking down coming and going in waves really yeah i mean cambridge is I mean, quite lucky, obviously, Cambridge has not been hit too badly. Mm. I mean, majority of companies, obviously being tech companies, mm-hmm. have the ability to work from home. Yeah. So that's what Although, they did. What was this? Is it like your mum was saying, like, the, there's more confirmed cases now in East Anglia? In East Anglia as a whole, I think, in terms of deaths, I think it's deaths, not cases. There are only about a thousand deaths behind the whole of the Netherlands. Yeah. And we are on around kind of 6,000-ish deaths here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forget the exact numbers. I, I'm not keeping like rigid eye on them. But then again, the numbers are misleading. The reporting, yeah, and inaccurate. also Netherlands is kind of a young, spread out population, you know. Yeah. So it's weird because, like, actually, the way you think Amsterdam would be the like the centre that was hit hardest actually wasn't. It was Southern Holland. Mm. Um, but again, I think yeah. that's because the border with 
What's we down? had a lot of people coming over from Belgium yeah. initially because Belgium locked down and people were like, well, all right, yeah. I'll just go out drinking in, in the Netherlands instead. So <laughs> that well, didn't help. Um, the site I tend to use for any of my numbers uh, is Worldometer. Mm. I've not used that one, I don't think. Um, I just use the John Hopkins. Uh, world, world, Uh Meters smelt the, oh, the incorrect yeah. American way. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that's quite good reporting. I mean, you oh, got yeah. Nearly four million cases in the US. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let let let's talk. Let, fuck it. Let's talk US. Let's talk the tire fire that is a country. <laughs> so if, vote I mean, dot org. Vote <laughs> dot org. Register to vote. And vote Democrat. Um. Like yeah. So. Uh, you know, okay, right. The the U- the UK is pointing out some fucking bullshit mixed messaging and things, but at least they're acknowledging it exists and is a problem. Yeah, America <laughs> aren't putting out mixed messages like their their governors and state their, their their message is just like go back to work. If you get coronavirus, you get coronavirus. Fuck it. You die like, for the economy. Some Republican. Was he a senator? He was talking about kids going back to school. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, if they get it, which they will, they'll just have to stay at home until they get over it. It'll be fine. Well, that wasn't DeSantis, was it? No, it was it was an older guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. I mean, Ron DeSantis, like in Florida especially, has just been an absolute like like if you you know, Florida is the prime example of what not to do. <laughs> if you want to know what to what to do during this scenario, look at what Florida are doing and do the exact opposite. Um because I mean we talked about it. Prior, like before, in one of the early shows, that like they declared um, sporting event, live sporting events as an essential service as long as they don't have a crowd. Um, I mean, recently uh, the WWE obviously they've been filming stuff. Um, they had like an outbreak within there because they weren't they weren't doing any kind of actual testing. They weren't doing medical check. They, all they were doing were temperature checks and um, letting people in, no masks, whatever, everyone in close proximity. And then the, like something like 24 to 30 people, um, like performers and like uh, to talent and staff got tested positive for COVID. And then people have taken it home and given it to their families. And it's just fucking crazy. <laughs> and the thing that's even more crazy, like, you know, you've got a president who is, I don't know, like um, the, the, he's he's the human equivalent of um a gone sentient. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he. It was uh, Missouri Governor Mike Parson. Um, these kids have to go back to school. They're at the lowest risk possible. If they do get COVID nineteen, which they will, and they will when they go to school, they're not going to hospitals. They're not going to have to sit in doctors' offices. They're just going to have to go home, and they're going to get over it. Who, which governor was it? That is Mike Parson of oh, Missouri. Oh, <laughs> Missouri. Um, but vote.org. <laughs> vote.org. I'm going to vote.org in vote the... Vote Democrat. And it's like, mm. you know... Um, um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, no, what I was saying about Trump, he's basically the human uh, equivalent of a out-of-date yogurt that someone's urinated in. <laughs> Um, running the country who you know he gives more of a shit about things like TV ratings and um, you know besmirching um, the people who talk out against him than he does about he, he, he literally doesn't care about 
the people. Like, if you are a Trump supporter, he doesn't care about you. He does not give a fuck. The second you may be like, yeah, Trump, 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 and he'll be like, yeah, I love you, I love you. Say one negative thing about the motherfucker and he will turn on you. Like, Yeah. Um, Also, he has spent one year of his entire term playing golf at his own golf courses at the cost of the taxpayer. Yeah, of course he has. Like, I mean, I'm surprised it's only a year. Yeah, right. Although, to be fair, you know, when you're that out of shape and obese, it probably takes you about six months to play 18 holes. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, like, you know, it's like the fact that he's been bullying governors. Like, just the entire political landscape of um the u.s has been i mean he's running it like a mafia operation basically there's you know it's it's one you know it's fine for us to kind of sit here and and make fun and joke about it i know that's what i do but you know we've got friends in america i mean a lot of friends in america who already struggle with healthcare. you know they can't always afford their prescriptions They, they can't they have to choose between food and medicine or whatever and you know, Trump's talking about repealing Obamacare again in the middle of a fucking global pandemic that is on course to kill millions of Americans. And it's kind of like, sometimes I feel like, you know, people make jokes about North Korea. One day all those folks in North Korea are going to know that we just sat back and joked about it, right, while they were starving to death. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same in America at the moment. I'm like, yeah, okay, sometimes you have to make a joke and make it satire, but there's a lot of people out there who are going to die. Oh, yeah, no, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, um, like, downplay or, uh, uh, you know, malign the, 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 the genuine real struggle I, I'm, uh, that, that is happening there. I'm trying to use comedic emphasis to really drive home the oh, point yeah, no, of no, like no, I get that, I get this that. this situation is so ridiculous and it's so preventable I think that's that's yeah. part of what makes it so hard it's the same as in the UK like they diverted a lot of resources from this kind of pandemic planning for want of a better word towards Brexit and now they're like well shit like you know we can't deal with the pandemic because we've got a Brexit and like well you didn't fucking have to Brexit you know <laughs> No, I mean, like uh, this was the, the the one thing with the with the Brexit thing. At any at any fucking point, the government could have gone. This is fucking stupid. This is the worst case scenario for the country. We're not going to do it. What would have been really good in the wake of the referendum result was if they were like, okay, we've got like the pulse of the country now. We know what you want. Now let's invest some time into seeing what this actually means in the real world. Because it was only an advisory referendum. And I know people have said that for like years now and it doesn't matter, but it was only an advisory referendum. They could have taken the time to be like, this is what happens if we Brexit. This is what happens if we go EEA, you know, these are all different options and we can take our time and we can do it over the course of a decade, if that's what it takes, if that's what people want. But instead, they were like, "Brilliant, full speed ahead, fuck the iceberg." That was May's fault because she fucking triggered. She triggered Article Fifty. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. if May May did not have to trigger Article Fifty when she did, she just cowed to political pressure. Oh yeah, well, and she wanted to look like Maggie Two Point Oh, didn't yeah, she? Like, I'm yeah. strong female leader, and <laughs> who then crumbled into pieces. Um, as as Tory leaders have yeah. done in the past decade. Yeah, um, but uh, reeling back to America, like I was saying, I'm not trying to, I, you know, I am making light of it, but I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness mm-hmm. of what's actually happening there. I mean, you know, like we talked to James not that long ago, and it's like, like you know, both him and uh, his missus are fortunate. They can work from home. They, they can look after their two kids. But it's like... 
this shit's only going to get worse. As, uh, you know, the, the, there is no upward trajectory at the moment. Mm. Like, even if um, Biden wins, do you think he can undo this damage in four years? No, they, like... And do you think you the Republicans with... aren't just going to blame everything on, well, look at the mess Biden's yeah, exactly. created? You know, look, yeah. Assume Biden wins, you've, you've then got to look at what's going on in, in the Senate and the House. Like, if McConnell is still in charge, you don't get anything done for four years. And then you have four years of Republicans just saying, like, Democrats don't get anything done. You need yeah. Republicans. <sighs> and that's the problem with the, that kind of Senate, House, um, like, you know, legislative, uh, executive, and what's the other one? Military. Yeah, well, like you, you know, the the House, the Senate, and the the executive branch, the uh, like the presidency, like you know, because because they're all effectively run by <laughs> by different by opposing political parties. They're just blocking each other, mm-hmm. so nothing ever gets done. Yeah, it's like it's a fundamentally broken system, yeah. and unless one particular political party holds all the cards, then nothing happens because mm-hmm. yes, you might get something through the House, but then it needs to go through the Senate and it gets blocked at the Senate. Um, and I think that that's effectively what you know right now obviously there's a there's a democratic house but a republican senate with a, a republican president so the, you know nothing gets through the house as soon as if they do get a de- democratic president then nothing's going to get through the senate mm. at all so you know like any and this is this was the problem and uh, and it's why um like I understand why Obama did what he did, but what he did was actually ultimately detrimental in, in you know, well, using his exe- exe- executive yeah, power, yeah, yeah. like, ex- you know, signing all those executive orders and things, because you, whatever you do, you're opening up that door for the person that follows you. And the person that follows you in this case is a gormless idiot. <laughs> um you know, and it's uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of like now it's got to the point of like actual like surrealist avant-garde comedy when you watch Trump speak because it it, it like you listen to what he's talking about and then you see the realist realistic things that are happening there. It it, it just makes no sense. No. It, it, it it's like you know watching a parody of a country <laughs> mm. um but uh in terms of the you know the projected the, the projected health things i mean like the thing that's been happening recently obviously they're, they're now going after and attacking um fauci yeah yeah because he's defied trump and that's that's that seems to be the you know it well it's been the clear and obvious since day dot you would defy trump he will take you down mm. but um I actually, so I actually bought um, Mary L. Trump's book, uh, n- uh, Too Much and Never Enough. Uh, you know, so Mary L. Trump, I'll, I'll put like, of all the books that have come out, like, fuck, you know, John Bolton's book or fucking who else wrote one wrote one wrote one wrote one wrote a book wrote a book I wrote a book mate wrote a book I don't write a book mate no, uh, who, who, wrote, who else wrote one John Bolton I mean there have been loads yeah but like but... the, the ex, ex-staffers ex is what I'm on about For any any, any ex-Trump staffer that writes a book don't fucking buy it pirate the book if you want to read it by all means but don't give them money because they didn't speak out when they fucking could have done something you know um, yeah, especially Bolton especially Bolton but so I wanted to talk about the book actually because it's um, um, it's really fucking interesting. Um, it's not 
political. It's it's not overly political because a lot of the book focuses on Trump's early life. Uh, because so Mary Trump is the daughter of Fred Trump, who was Fred the junior. Yeah, Fred like Trump junior. Yeah, he was the oldest brother who yeah. died of alcoholism. Um, and um, it's basically her, like you know her t- chronicling her interactions with that Trump, the Trump family, and you know how like uh, Fred Senior, um, Trump's dad, um, he wrote um, Fred's kids out of the will when he died. Like so, they got and even though, and then um, Trump, like the the Trump family, like conned them out of what little money they did have. One thing that they actually detailed, one thing that like. It, I don't know how many people know about this, but there was a period in time where Trump tried, like, because Fred was, uh, his dad was going senile in Mm. the late years. And there was, like, early on in his senility, um, Trump drafted up a legal document, like an amendment to the will, and tried to get Fred to sign it, Mm. which would have given Trump sole um, executorship over the entire estate. So, like, all of his siblings and that would have got, like, they'd had to, if any any money they want, they had to go through Donald. Uh, Luckily... They, the, he didn't sign it and he was like oh, fucking mm, a bit off um, but it's 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 a really interesting look into the psyche of what made Trump the way he is that family is fucked up <laughs> like talk about narcissistic uh, like through and through like from the top down narcissistic um, what's the word I'm looking for um, like the self um words words woman Again. you you have concussion. words concussion you write words i have kept words. saying wheelchair when i went windmill the other day <laughs> um self self-aggrandizing self-absorbed sociopathic so definitely so the entire family is sociopaths mm-hmm. um and so like they when fred died um uh, like Mary and her brother like didn't sign off on the will because like we want a lawyer to look over this and see exactly what we should be getting kind of thing because like the the, the Fred uh, Junior owned like twenty percent of the properties mm. um, in the Trump estate and they'd managed to con them out of it but because one what they did was uh, Fred uh, sorry Mary's brother's son was like severely sick and they the the Trump family paid for all the Trump family healthcare they cut off their healthcare while his their newborn son was in intensive care it's like you malicious mm. bastards yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i would actually really recommend it it's an interesting read it's an interesting insight into um how trump has genuinely actually never su- succeeded every endeavor that he's had has would have failed if his dad did not back it up basically mm. he's made trump stakes yeah. Trump University. Yeah. Well, even back further than that, you know, like his early business, uh, his early like, um, uh, like um, sort of real estate, real ventures, estate inve- yeah. ventures and things. A lot of those were going off the rails until Trump, his dad, stepped in and kind of brought them back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at you just look at his three casinos and actually look into the finances and everything that was going on there. And it goes on to say, like, you know, even when Trump was bank, basically effectively bankrupt, like you know, the 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 Taj Mahal and everything closed down and that. The banks put him on a $450,000 a month allowance. 
Um, yeah. That was his punishment. And he still went <laughs> over it and co- carried on excessively spending, like bought Mar-a-Lago. And um, it just, it makes me think, I don't know if I watched this documentary with you because we're a long time ago now, but it was about corporate psychopaths and basically how you, you tend to get psychopaths at very high levels in corporations and industries because they're very good at doing the things needed to earn promotions. Yeah. But then when they get to the top, they're not actually good at doing the job. So you see these businesses start to fail. Um, Trump, basically. Yeah, so effectively, you've seen that on a countrywide scale yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the one thing he's already he's always been very good at is, um, um, you know, the media side of things. Like mm. you can't deny, I like, can't deny he's very good at playing on people's insecurity and like just creating a media storm around himself. Mm. Um, we actually watched uh, something. It's on BBC iPlayer. Uh, I recommend watching it. And it's just a it's a documentary about Trump's tweets. Just his tweets. And, like, it's the diary of a madman. Um, but it has worked for him. That's the thing. That's the the scary thing about it all. It's like, it's, you know, again, it's, it's very easy for us to sit here outside of America and be like, how do people fall for this? How do they not see through it? But enough people either didn't care or didn't see through it, you know, and that's kind of unnerving. Yeah, or were just racist. Yeah, that's it. Either, yeah. Like... You're but either there, racist there is, or you don't care about the racism. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And, like, you know, I, I like, there are people that I, I, I've talked to who are like, oh, Trump's not racist. You know, he, he's on the. It's like, he, he, like, yeah. the thing is, however, <laughs> he may actually think about a person of color or any minority himself actually doesn't matter. The fact is, he's willing to antagonize, goad, and, you know, light the flames of racism to further his own agenda mm. that is as good as being racist yeah there's, yeah, there's no functional difference between being yeah. a racist on tv and pretending to be one you know yeah, so like, we if, say that same thing so online you know a big bit of evidence that he is massively racing racist is probably the blockbusting <laughs> that he took part of in in uh what's it new york yeah or oh, in the treatment of the central park five where yeah. he took out that yeah. massive ad yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh, he still was. claims to this day yeah. that he was right and that they they should have been put to, yeah. like he, he will not back down on that even though there was irrefutable evidence that the the central part five were innocent yeah, yeah. he's still like no no they should kill them kill them mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean that is a that's a really good example and you know he may not that like you, like you can make arguments about the motivation behind it whether it was racially motivated whatever but the fact of the matter is the only reason that he, the main motivation behind that was to gain media attention on mm-hmm. himself because that's his ultimate motivation on anything is for his own media attention that's yeah. all he ultimately cares about is yeah. people f- focusing on him I mean, that's why a lot of people still purport that he, you know he ran for president in 2016 with the intention of losing and starting his own news network like a lot of people feel that was probably the plan that he could build his platform up enough that him having some kind of news show or news network would be viable mm-hmm. um oh and god then, and then he won <laughs> which kind of killed that plan yeah i mean if there was ever a man that won the presidency that definitely kind of went oh shit <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people went oh shit yeah no. <laughs> I, I think half i think literally 
apart from the people that voted for him in the in America, the rest of the world went, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like going to bed the night of the election and just posting on Facebook, you've got one job, America, and then woke up in the morning and was like, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I remember waking up at like three o'clock in the he's morning. He's taken like, Florida. No, it was, it was, I think it was Ohio. Something like that. Yeah, he it was literally like, woke it was, me up and was like, he's taken uh, whatever state it was. I was, I was I'm sure it was Ohio because that was like the tipping point. It was like, he's taken Ohio, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god um it's yeah it, it, it's a very very crazy state of affairs mm. um the world is burning we're all psych you know we're all circling the the drain collectively um <laughs> Interestingly, there's a great, like, you know, on another depressing topic, climate change, um, there's a really, really fun, you know, up is not jump. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a video. That's climate change. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's actually a really good explanation of climate change, which is fucking hilarious at Mm. the same time. Yeah. Whilst being really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) We should watch his other videos as well, because they're not depressing. Yeah. No, he's he's actually really funny, really funny. I I think I'm sure we've talked about him on here before. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's... definitely uh definitely worth a check um so uh yeah i i, I think they kind of I do, well also talking about fuck things in the states uh have you seen what's been going on in portland in response yeah, to yeah 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 the secret the police black Lives yeah it's like it's absolutely fucked it's like they're going against the state and the city's wishes and sending in these federal police in unmarked, unmarked. rented minivans mm-hmm. And just grabbing people off the street, yeah. bundling them in there. And it's not people really... Are di- they're disappearing people. They're they really taking hitting, the Russia approach. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not really hitting the news the same way it was when the protests first started. Like, if you weren't no. tuned into the right kind of source online, I think you would assume that all these Black Lives Matter protests have stopped. They haven't. They're, they're still, still going, going on. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, they... they it's... It, 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 you know, American news media... Um, mainstream american news media definitely goes through cycles and like you know the fact of the matter if, if it's not hot then they're not going to mm. report on it um but yeah the uh the, the 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 it's a very nkvd approach to uh to people you know just send out some minivans some people in blacked out masks it's, bundle uh, them in and it's what you refer to as the siberian solution yes just send them to siberia they're not dead mm. they're in siberia <laughs> which yeah I, I mean is basically i mean yeah, I like. Where, where, although I don't know what's what's America's Siberia, Alaska. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could say we send them to Alaska. I was thinking more, you know, Mississippi or um, actually, what's the really really shitty Kentucky? No, no. What's the really shitty state? Okay. Sorry, yeah. Idaho. No, no, the really 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 shitty racist state. Um. Oh, Alabama. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> No Sorry, anyone from, from Alabama, Alabama, but you you live in a shitty racist state. <laughs> um, but I think the majority of people who live in Alabama realise that's the case. Yeah, yeah. like, I, and you know, it's and it's not that I am anti the American people. I am anti the American establishment. Yeah. And yeah. especially its influence, because it's it, you know it has influence and in, in, everything that happens there resounds around the world. Yeah, completely, completely. You know, like you know, the, the UK is a, a prime example of just like, hey, we can be like them. A it's like relationship. motherfuckers. There are we kick. They're the fuckers that we kicked out of the country. Why do we want to be like them? <laughs> <laughs> there are rejects. Like I'd rather like look at the two countries that were founded by our rejects. Australia and America. What is there to emulate there? 
What's what's laudable to emulate there, really? I feel this is a very weighted question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give, like give me okay, here's give me one thing from American um not so much culture, but societal uh structure. Oh no, I do like American societal structure the kind of the the morals and the values and the the things you're taught don't make any sense to me at all the whole like you pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing it's it's a trap right have you ever have you ever taken hold of your shoelaces and pulled on them if you're lucky you'll fall over at best nothing will happen you know so that that kind of idea of like if you just you know the sort of the oh what is it the manifest destiny the american dream the idea that you know everybody can work hard and do this and do that and become a fucking millionaire it's like so many americans live in poverty and work multiple jobs and live paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to feed their kids and can't afford health insurance and and there's just this small group of billionaires at the top being like oh hey you know you're just not working hard enough yeah uh, that fucking sucks that as a message fucking sucks i didn't okay then the flip side is what Oh, sorry. Um, I you, you talk. I'm going to get the door. Uh, package. <laughs> <laughs> package. Package. Um, Australia. I yeah. don't really know. Like, I have Australian friends, and they're all lovely, and I don't really know enough about yeah. their society they're... to be like. This is my opinion. No, uh, there. <clears throat> I don't know how bad it is anymore, but they. At least in recent history, they were still horribly racist towards. Yeah. The uh, indigenous people, yeah, which I always find that. is ridiculous. Being like, how? What the fuck? Yeah. This is theirs. <laughs> how do you, you came here? Yeah, and exactly. Cook it. You came here and fucked everything up, and now you're being like, how dare you? Yeah. So I love seeing the footage of oh, the Trump supporters yelling. Uh, Trump supporters yelling, um, "Go back home to Native Americans yeah. protesting at Mount Rushmore." Yeah, it's like, well, that's they on a Native home. American like, site. Yeah. This is their land. But that's—I yeah. mean—that's an issue anyway. You have indigenous people, like it, you know, Canada kind of fly under the radar with it because everyone's like Canadians; yeah. they're lovely. But their treatment of indigenous people is just as horrific. It's just that nobody really talks about it as much, you know. Like you hear about Canadian police taking indigenous people for long drives in the cold and then just abandoning yeah. them somewhere. You're like. Australia, yeah, really awful history with Aboriginal children. Oh God, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, um, rehoming them to white families, weren't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so to civilize them. I mean, colonization, like. So I'm just opening packages. Packages on there. Are you, are you sure these are packages you want to be opening on it? Oh, well, I'm not. No one's going to see them. I'm not going to show. Uh, you know, <laughs> private I'm packages for private <laughs> things. Um, I will call it out. <laughs> A 12-inch black dildo for your bum. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't you can't actually see what it is, but it is branded. <laughs> I it was the only one they had. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that that that's a, that's a joke. You can you can infer your own punchline into that joke, mm-hmm. listeners. Um, but anyway, yeah. So as much as we've 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 shat on America, I do hope that they can pull it through. You know, I actually want the best for America yeah, because course. I want the best for my friends there, and yeah. I want I want you know the entire world to do well because like yeah, we're all on this exactly, fucking rock like, together. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let's try and make this the best it would be possible. Great if it we would could be nice. Swing I know away from populism and fascism. I know it's very hippie peace, like yeah, hey, man, peace. Hey, fucking no, but that's not but a bad thing. No, that's, you know, not. Like, that's the thing. thing. It's not, and that's the one of the other problems with. America is that kind of messaging mm. is seen as a negative message. Mm. Like everyone get along, everyone look out for each other. It's like the you know 
socialism yeah, is yeah. communism. Exactly. Um, and I think until that mindset changes of like socialism being an evil thing, America is still going to maintain its current track. Mm. Uh, like, yeah. but like, as you know, for all the best women in the world, Biden is hell. He's going to be better than Trump, but he's not going to change uh, the some of the more baseline systemic issues. Not in the way that someone like Sanders or uh, yeah. Warren would have. Mm. It'd be um, interesting to see who he picks as VP because I think that could tell you a lot about where he's going real, and how progressive his platform will really be once yeah. he's he's in there. If he's yet to if get he in there. goes for Biden and his VP, then he is Biden. Not Biden, um, fucking Bernie. <laughs> I don't think, I don't that, will think that will happen. I wouldn't want it to. I think Bernie or, needs to stay where he is. Yeah, Bernie can do more good in the Senate. Mm. Um, or we get a Biden Obama. <laughs> I know. I honestly think if Biden asked Obama, Obama would be like, no. I don't think Obama would want to. Like, if you know, you you hear hear about his. Um, I can't hear you through my head. But headphones. if he, um, oh, uh, just one sec. Ah. Yeah. Sorry. Technical. If he was to do that, and Obama was his VP, and then he say died in office. Mm. Obama would be president again. Uh, Obama's already served his two maximum terms as president. Yeah. Fucking... So I'm God. guessing there's... I don't know like, how it works. I, like, goddamn FDR. Uh, like, was it FDR who was who served three terms or was it Roosevelt? No, it was Roosevelt, wasn't it? But I mean, they're both Roosevelt. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, no, it was the guy who ter- served Teddy. three... Theodore. Um, the one who saw Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, my fun Theodore. fact about Theodore Roosevelt. He may have seen Bigfoot. <laughs> He was one hell of a hard nut, that guy. <laughs> he was, he really uh, was. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, no, it, was, it, no, it was FDR who um, served three times. Right. It was like through the Second World War. Um, oh, yeah, and the Republicans yeah. are like, well, we don't like this, we should probably change the Constitution. Yeah, they basically put yeah. in the two-term limit. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that the two-term limit is horseshit. It, it means you just constantly get these massive swings. Yeah, it, it means way, no... Because, like, you look at, like, in eight years, given how slow things move politically, in America you can't get shit mm. done but then I think like you look at the UK where we don't have that in place and still nothing gets done like the, the Tories have been in power in one form or another for 10 years and they're still blaming everything on the last Labour government and talking about how like oh we need to fix this country it's like motherfuckers if it's broken you've been in charge for a decade like what have you been doing so I don't know like I, I <sighs> Yeah. I don't, like I, I have this like little anarchist streak where I'm like, anytime you have enough people in one place that you need a government, you have too many people in one place because it never fucking yeah. works. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as you have enough people that require government, you have too many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely. Um, and on that note, burn everything. Burn the world down. Let's start again. <laughs> I, yeah. Actually, I was talking about this. Um, before I was talking about this and it's like uh, echoing sentiments of uh, Dan Carlin um, you know you look at the wait, wait. sorry just rolling over cardboard um, you look at uh, history and you look at all the 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 civilizations and societal structures and governments that have risen and fallen and given way to new forms of government we're in this position where yes things are probably never going to like potentially never crumble in the way that say the Roman Empire did because of the technology that we have in place. Mm. But to think that we are 
now the 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 the, yeah, the apex this of what this is, is the definitive yeah. form of how human society is going to be mm. is an incredibly arrogant thing yeah, to think and you know you just look at history and say like things will change there mm. will be a paradigm shift mm. um it's just how it comes about when it comes about yeah. and if it comes about in time mm. because th- yes a paradigm shift may happen but by that time we may already be well and truly fucked yeah and and to be honest who's to say the paradigm shift is even going to be a positive one yeah well i mean that's it you don't you don't know yeah. in the moment it's so, you know you get to reflect back on it decades later and be like oh do you know what actually the russian revolution wasn't that great yeah you know, I mean, this history, this period in history is definitely going to be known as the Putin, the Putin era, where he secretly was like this Machiavellian control. This is not a secret at all. Well, no, he's, he's just like, open about it. He's just like, yeah, I did it. I and did everyone's it. like, well, we probably better not say anything about it. Because he'll kill us. Because that might be, yeah, we might die by falling through a window. Yeah. <laughs> How many fucking um, Russian doctors fell out of windows? Probably, probably a lot more than we've heard about. Did you hear about that, Bonk? Uh, yes, uh, the ones who were Spo- saying there's, we don't have enough stuff to do with the COVID <laughs> stuff in our hospitals. All of a sudden, they, Out of they a window. fall from windows. Yeah, yeah. I think there was also a Russian athlete recently who died from falling through a window. I don't even know what she'd done. Like, it's just yeah. it's, it's, it's like it's when think- they fall out of the window and land on some bullets. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, Commit suicide by stabbing himself eighty four times in the back of the head and falling out a window. Like, how, how could this have happened? Yeah. It was a really unfortunate scenario. He tripped down the stairs and fell on ten bullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, I have no yeah, yeah, questions." Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't um like recently like uh, with like a ninety seven percent pass rate, Putin um is now passed the law so he can stay in power until like something like twenty two forty seven or something yeah. ridiculous like that. So basically, now he is de facto yeah. long term ruler of the country, mm-hmm. never going to change. But it's not one of those things that, like it looks ridiculous to us from the outside, but. <laughs> A lot of the Russian population are like, well, yeah, he's a strong leader who puts the interests of the Russian people first, and I like that. Mm. You know, I mean, it's- yeah, I mean, like you, you never, you, you it's, it's, it, it is very different. Like you know, we're talking about America. It's very different to, for our mindset. Um, you know, like James speaking to James, he's always like, he, you know, he was brought up in the UK, but he loves America because he loves, you know, like on when you're there and on the ground, like the good people in America have such intense positivity and are really great people Um, and he fucking loves that and I I can understand that and like because obviously as outsiders we only see the bigger picture yeah of course but you know it's like the same as this anywhere like the the The, the the people on the street are not the problem. <laughs> like we've already said that. It's, yeah. it's the infrastructure they live in. 50-50. It depends, what it depends on the people. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the States twice, and both times I've had an amazingly good time. Mm. Like, first time was New Orleans, and that is an amazing city. Yeah. A horribly dark past. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> an incredibly horribly dark past. Um. But yeah, the people there are just so friendly. Mm. Probably drunk all the time, but <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's, it's like one of the few places in America where you can drink in the street. It's like I mean, we take that for granted here in um, well, especially Cambridge, because Cambridge is one of the few cities in the UK where you can publicly drink. Yeah, we um, were talking about that the other day because when we were in Bondle Park drinking whiskey, because you can't drink in public in the Netherlands, we're having yeah. to hide our whiskey under the blankets and everything. And it's like I do miss that about Cambridge. Like it is nice to sit outside with a beer on a green mm. in, in the summer. Yeah, uh, uh, 
That, like, the, you know, there are definitely some things I miss about the UK completely. I mean, the, the, all those things that I miss probably won't exist for much longer, but, <laughs> like, you know, I miss pasties. <laughs> I miss fish and yeah. chips. And I miss um, Tesco's. I never mm. thought I'd say that. Like, like <laughs> supermarkets in the Netherlands, I've, I've bitched about them enough on this podcast, but fuck me, they suck. Um, but yeah, um, I guess in closing for this episode, we've, we've waffled on a little bit, give our opinions on the current state of the world. Um, everybody out there, so some five pro tips. Social distance, wear a mask, stay home as much as possible. If you can wash your hands, wash your hands and ignore anything that Trump or Boris says. (laughs) And register to vote. And register to vote. Vote Vote.org. 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 Did you get it? In case you didn't get it, vote.org. That's V-O-T-E dot O-R-G. To summarise, vote.org. Vote. Like, motherfuckers vote. (laughs) And I know it's going to be really hard and I know it's going to be potentially very dangerous, but you can protect yourself as best you can. And if you can register to postal vote, do it. I mean, there's a very good chance that Trump will try and get all postal votes discounted, but fuck knows what's going to happen there. Um, But yes, that is is our somewhat not uplifting episode this time around. But next time we're going to be joined by either Danny or my brother. Um, we'll have some maybe more happy things to talk about. The, the the potential schedule of upcoming episodes, we're going to do another follow-up on our last episode and the mental health thing, do some more talking around um, that kind of thing. We want to get... Actually, the the the, the discussion that I want to have is going to be um, potentially... My, it's going to be more people than we've ever had on the show before. Uh I know. Um, so four, <laughs> um, but uh, it's going to be uh, potentially so. Myself, Bungle, uh, Benny, um, and my brother Phil, and maybe uh, Naomi is like the outside outsider objective because we want to. I want to do an episode where we discuss uh, cannabis and mental health and how the two interact and the positive potential positives and negatives. Um, and then obviously when, um, I have Danny on, we're going to talk growing weed because, uh, he's recently got a grow cabinet and he's just in the process of setting all that up, uh, picking his seeds and things. So hopefully by the time we get him on, he'll have got that set up so we can talk about the process of like setting up a grow cabinet and go into some in-depth weedy talk, which is going to be really fun. Um, and then, um, a little bit further down the line, there may be um, there may be some breaks towards the end of the year because um, because we I get a permanent contract now. We're actually going to be looking to buy a house at the end of this year. We can get so get this. We get we because we, we might with my with my permanent contract, we'll get a mortgage of about six hundred and fifty two thousand euros. Nice. Yes, so we're going to buy a mansion. <laughs> we're going to go proper bougie. Yeah, we've, we've been looking at five-bedroom houses on the waterfront. Fucking hell, man. I know, I know. It's going to be nice. I'm going to have a proper... As in close, as in close to the city? Or no, see, say, like where we are now, like just a little bit further down from where we are now, because um, oh, the no. property prices here are really reasonable. We found we saw a really gorgeous one that was like five hundred, five and a half, uh, five hundred, five hundred fifty thousand, five bedrooms, um, like two front rooms, 
fucking gorgeous kitchen uh, on the waterfront, like big decking that overlooks the waterfront. Uh, fuck it, oh, it's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, the only problem is in Amsterdam is all all the property gets bought by Chinese people, like like just Chinese, um, not people that live here, like Chinese residents, but like people from China. They buy property and then rent it for like three times the value. It's a real problem here. Um, but anyway, that's that's something we discuss in another episode. But yeah, um, like like I say, I hope you guys have enjoyed this somewhat, like this harsh dose of realism, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back hopefully in the hopefully not too lo- not too long a gap this time. And I say this every time, and it ends up being a long gap. But like for the next episode, I need to get all the people in places. It's like playing fucking time schedule chess um so uh i'll keep you guys posted on that um but yeah thanks uh Naomi, for joining us on this one i it's have al- nothing else to do it's al- it's always good to have have you on here when we're <laughs> talking politics because you kind of rain us back in you you rain me in anyway because I, i'll go off and roar. yeah uh, I, I can't control them as well as you can this is very true this is very true she she she's, she's got a, she she knows she knows to, how to tweak my dials that sounds wrong <laughs> anyway (laughs) anyway yeah um so yeah to everyone out there stay safe look after yourselves look after your families um and i hope you guys all uh no matter where you are you're able to see through this crazy crazy time um uh, and come out the other side okay um Yeah. yeah um and we'll be back soon so uh much love stay safe stay strong peace bye cheerio and vote.org 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 there we go bye <coughs> bye hey guys just wanted to let you know where you can get in touch with us if you want to give us any feedback um so for myself you can reach out to me uh via email at nkw at ramblingstoners.com uh, you can email me at bungle at ramblingstoners.com um, and you can also tweet me at uh, rambling uh, at rambling Nero on Twitter um, and the same handle again uh, I could be reached at on Instagram at rambling Nero uh, and my Instagram is at rambling bungle <laughs> oh there you go we're nice and easy to find so uh, yeah do feel free to hit us up and say hello at any time. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page. The Ramble, just search Rambling Stoners in Facebook. We uh, ping us a message on there. We'll always come back to you. Take care. Bye. Bye.